Praise the Lord. This is Evangelist Julius Adewumi of the Gospel Distribution Ministry. Today I'm going to continue the book of Revelation. We are in Revelation chapter, third, chapter 17. And we shall read. And I pray that the Lord will open your understanding to be able to comprehend this mystery. And there came one of the seven angels which had the seven vials and talked with me, saying unto me, Come hither, I will show unto thee the judgment of the great all that seated upon many waters, with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with the wine of her fornication. Let me stop right there. When the Lord talks about fornication in the Bible, is actually talking at this time of spiritual fornication. When the, when the nation of Israel, among when the Hebrews were, were went and joined themselves to idols, it was called fornication. That is, any time they forsake God, the true God, and take unto themselves a false god and worship that false god that is called fornication spiritual fornication so what god is referring to here is spiritual fornication with the kings of the earth and we're going to draw some inferences in that because the body of christ the church of the living god is not to come is you are told that in the bible is that be not conform to this world so when any church or individual person which are we are the church of christ begin to dance to the tune of the kings of the earth that is in, in itself fornication because they are now worshipping those rulers and kings instead of fearing God and worshipping God so let's go ahead now and see what the Bible is going to interpret for us here because this whole chapter 17 is in symbols and here it goes verse 3 so he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness and I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet colored beast full of names of blasphemy having seven heads and ten horns and the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls having a golden cup in her hand full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication and upon her forehead was a name written mystery Babylon the great the mother of our lots and abominations of the earth let me stop right there the bible call it mystery which means this whole symbol that is being shown to us here is in symbology is in mystery it has to be decoded it has to be interpreted and when the bible called this woman babylon the great and we know what babylon was in that generation there was a city called babylon that conquered israel that was the city of Nebuchadnezzar, the Babylonian. Now, that city, long time before this time, before this Bible was written, uh, must have been overcome and overthrown by another kingdom. So, God was not referring to the city of Nebuchadnezzar called Babylon. But he so thought this is to be called a mystery, Babylon the Great. So, which means, well, and I want you to also know that when God is talking, God is dealing in the all the spiritual world and the physical world and any world that is because God can see the spiritual world and I can also see the physical world we are limited to the physical world but God sees them all and God sees the influence that the spiritual world is having upon the physical world because there is nothing major upon this earth that is happening that are not being spearheaded by some spirits especially satanic spirits they are ruling the nations so that is when God is dealing, when God is talking, actually in prophecy, He is talking both to the physical and the spiritual world. Because He has given His word to every living thing. 
and all living must obey his word when those spirits satanic spirits that are ruling the nations when they are doing evil god is going to judge them when the physical people now are doing evil god is going to judge them also so the physical and the spiritual will be judged together so when god is talking about mystery babylon the great to us we know about the city of babylon but God is also talking in the spiritual world also, which means the spirit that was ruling in Babylon in the days of, of Nebuchadnezzar has been the same spirit that has moved around and moved over to another city that is being represented here. And we will see what that city is here at the end of this chapter in a moment. But it's the same spirit, and God knows what he's talking about when he is using the same symbol, Babylon the Great. It may not be the same physical city, but the same spirit has moved around and is now ruling this city. Okay, let's go ahead and see. So he called it Babylon the Great, the mother of allows and abominations of the earth. Verse 6, And I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I wondered with great admiration. Now the Bible said this woman was drunken with the blood of the saints and martyrs of Jesus. That is going to give, that is going to be a clue for us to be able to identify what woman we are talking about here, what city that woman represents, because the angel said that woman is a city in the next verse, in the last verse. Let's go on. Verse 7, And the angel said unto me, Wherefore did thou marvel? I will tell thee the mystery of the woman and of the beast that carried her, which has the seven hairs and ten horns. The beast that thou sawest was and is not and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit and go into perdition and they that dwell on the earth shall wonder whose names were not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world when they behold the beast that was and is not and yet is now let's stop right there what does that mean to say the beast was and is not just like i said before i said god is talking in the spirit world and in the physical world so when he's talking about a beast that was and now is not available, it's not around, then it's coming back again. God was actually talking of the a spirit that has been upon the earth, a spirit that has been ruling the nations and it was upon the earth before, that is the satanic spirit. And that spirit has been locked up in the bottomless pit because the Bible says it came out of the bottomless pit. That's when he it says it's not. But it's going to be around again when he was released out of the bottomless pit. That evil spirit is going to be ruling another nation, another country, another city. And that is what is being represented here as Babylon. That city, the new city will be called Babylon. And this is it's not going to be called physically Babylon, but God is using Babylon to represent the same because it's the same spirit that was ruling Babylon in the days of Nebuchadnezzar that has moved around after it has been locked up in the bottomless pit. By the time it's going to be released, it's going to come to another city and take over there also. And we will see the similarity in what this beast does and what he did in the days of Nebuchadnezzar the same beast the same spirit and the same spirit is going to do the same similar thing in this new place in the end of the world that's what the Bible is trying to reveal to us that's why it was called Babylon this mystery verse 8 the beast that thou sawest was and is not and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit and go into perdition and they that dwell on the earth shall wonder whose names were not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world when they behold the beast that was and is not and yet is and here is the mind which has wisdom the angel is going to tell us the meaning right now the seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman seated now we in the last verse we know what the woman represented 
But here he said the seven heads have seven mountains, but that's not the only thing that the seven heads represent. You just read on. And there are seven kings. You see, the heads also represented the kings too. Five are fallen, and one is, and the other is not yet come. And when he comes, he, he must continue a short space. Now, and verse 11 says, And the beast that was and is not, even he is the eighth, and is of the seven, and goeth into perdition. Now, this is a mystery, and I'm going to explain to you in a moment the way the Lord has revealed it to us. In this is talking about the kingdoms of the world. The kingdoms of the world. From the time, from the first kingdom that has set itself upon the earth, till the end of the world, there have been several mighty major kingdoms that rule the world that's what we mean like right now when we say the kingdoms of the world and we have been able to count we can look back into history and be able to count major kingdoms that have ruled the whole world at one time or the other not small small kingdoms that are just isolated from the main one we are talking of the major one that ruled all of them we know in the history that there was mesopotamian kingdom that most likely started long long time around the time of nimrod in the book of Genesis and after that we knew about the Egyptian Empire Mesopotamian Empire was the perhaps the first major one that was known in history of mankind then we have the Egyptian Empire and then after the Egyptian Empire we have the 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 Empire that we can say maybe the um, Assyrian Empire we don't know how long that that labor the Assyrian and the Babylonian seem to Assyrian Empire seems to transfer back into, into Babylonian Empire of Nebuchadnezzar who also ruled your world so we have three like that and then we have after Nebuchadnezzar we have the Medo-Persian Empire which is the fourth kingdom and after Medo-Persian Empire that conquered Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom we have the, the Grecian Empire that was what Daniel was prophesying in his books that the Grecian Empire will come after the Nebuchadnezzar and, this, and, the, two, and the two Medo-Persians that's the fifth kingdom and after the Grecian Empire came the Roman Empire so the Roman Empire actually ruled the world for a long time and then it broke apart and after the Roman Empire has broken apart we can say it looks like every kingdom is just by themselves right now and let's go back to the Bible and see what the Bible is saying the Bible said when, when John the Revelator was writing this book the angel was talking about the kingdoms of the world and he told John I said there are seven kings five of them have already fallen so we can count five empires already gone from the world he said one is currently reigning which is the Roman Empire was reigning as the Roman Empire and then he said the next one is just is yet to come but it will last a little while and we can say what empire was that they last a little while and then will come the eighth empire really that's what the bible angel was saying and this eighth empire will be one of the seven ones we come back now god is talking about spirits spirits coming back to the world to rule the world not that a kingdom that has been destroyed will suddenly be and that is what it means actually a kingdom that was destroyed that suddenly comes back will look like a it may change its name but it's like a kingdom again but it's actually a spirit that god is talking about here so when we look at it and compare that with the book of Daniel we can see that at the end of the world there will be several kingdoms that are all fragmented into pieces like Daniel said at the toes of the 
at the foot and toes of the image of Nebuchadnezzar, there were several kings. But in the days of those kings, we got to set up his own kingdom. Now, this angel was saying there are six kingdoms, the five have already fallen, the one is, and the next one is not, it's not yet to come. And after he came, it's going to be short. Then there will be the eighth empire. And this eighth empire is what is the is the beast itself is going to come back from the bottomless pit to possess and rule the world in the eighth empire of the world and we can say from the Babylon, from the time of the roman the roman empire that broke into pieces it looked like there were, what empire was around we have the british the germans the french that suddenly dominated the whole world by colonizing all countries in the centuries gone by and we can say they actually almost form another empire which will have been the sixth empire or the seventh that will have been the seventh empire and then the bible said they would continue just for a little while and then after a while will be the eighth empire which is the antichrist himself that will come from the bottomless pit and enter into this world and rule the nations again and that's exactly what this thing is talking about you may have to take your pen and do some research yourself if you are a bible scholar and look into the history and see the kingdoms of the world that have taken place and when you when you look at it you may say when, when can we say the mesopotamian empire really started with and there have been history that have been dictated and when they are around there were some other small small empires also we only think that that was the major one in the days of uh, the roman empire egyptian empire was also the only that they have been subdued not as big as when they were the major empire in the days of the pharaohs so there will be some smaller empires like now we say the british maybe the british is the empire that will look like the seven or you see the french but it look like most of the colonies there are more colonies for british that make them the british empire than the french but during the time of the british there are also the french there are also the small small empires that all form different things but they are all classified as empires in their generation and they also have wars with one another now let's go ahead and read more what the angel is trying to tell us the angel was trying to lead us to a particular thing to a particular revelation so not just talking about empires now but the angel is trying to lead us to a particular revelation and he said in verse 12 and the ten horns which thou sawest are ten kings which have received no kingdom as yet but receive power as kings one hour with the beast now he talks about ten kings now let's talk about this beast that has ten horns and then as they are said to be ten kings when in the book of Revelation chapter 13 we have actually seen the same beast with seven heads and ten horns and when we describe it in the book of Revelation chapter 13 we pointed to the European countries European empire really it was the roman empire that broke into pieces and formed the Euro european countries that we know of now british french swedish germans even up to the the russians were also part of the roman empire they broke into the east part of it and then you have the western part so all of those things were all part of europe and the angel is saying that beast actually is representing seven heads and ten is representing actually the Euro european kingdoms that are joined together and we can now see at the end of this world that we can see the european kingdoms coming together again and they were formerly fragmented into east and west during the second world war now at the end of the world they are coming together again like a, a wound that was healed and you can see that in the book of revelation chapter 13 that this beast has a, a, a deadly wound that was healed one of the heads 
was wounded and now healed that is representing like we say in the book in the chapter when we are talking about chapter 13 that represented many things it could represent the eastern europe and the western europe joining together again like we have now in nato that's the healing of the deadly wound we can also talk about the german german country the the german germany that was broke in broken into pieces in the second world war they are back together deadly wound healed so in many ways that is what it means no many i know many preachers have tried to say this antichrist man who is going to be possessed by the devil will resurrect as if he is killed and resurrected like a like like jesus christ resurrected that i mean it's not really what this will be representing maybe that will occur but that is not what this is telling us because the beast itself is kingdom rather than just a single person of course when the devil possesses the leader of that kingdom that will be the one that is doing all of this but god is talking about king a beast that represented a kingdom like in the image of nebuchadnezzar that he saw all the daniel all the prophecies of the book of daniel was seeing beasts and every beast was represented was told was told to daniel that each beast represented a kingdom not just one man but a kingdom there will be a head for the kingdom of course like alexander the great was the was the first king of the beast that was said to be a goat with one horn so all of we are saying is that this is symbolic and it's a mystery and i pray the lord will open your understanding to understand how i'm explaining this so that we can begin to watch the politics that's going on in the world because they are already prophesied here in the bible that this is how it will be at the end of the world it's all the politics the world politics that you see right now in the news it's all that have been summarized here for us how it will happen at the end but as they are closing up the kingdom of god will also be setting itself up where christ is going to take the christians away in rapture and then the world will be destroyed as the bible has said now he said those ten horns they are ten kings in the days of john the revelator those kings have not arrived have not been reigning yet almost like saying in the days of john the revelator we don't have kings places like king england france there's nothing like that in the days of john the revelator but he said they will arrive at the end of the world and they will reign with one with one how will be antichrist with the beast that is when this satanic spirit coming from the bottomless pit is reigning upon the earth these kings will also be around then. and we can see that right now that the world is set up for a stage is set right now in the world for that they have the european economic community where so many countries in europe have one currency one single currency like one single country and that is preparing the place for a single leader that this antichrist spirit from the bottomless people will possess and rule the world through one single leader so that it won't be so many countries trying to argue with one another but they will have one single leader and that will be the leader that the antichrist will possess and that the stage is set for that right now in our generation now let's go on and see again verse 14 verse 13 says these ten kings have one mind and shall give their power and strength unto the beast now you see what i'm saying when they were trying to form the european economic community some countries said well we don't want to lose our our, our sovereignty as a, as a nation and little by little they convince them and they give in to this unity and that union of european countries to form this economic community is exactly being represented in this particular agreement the bible said they will agree they have one mind to agree and give their power unto the beast that is they all give their sovereignty away to have one single head and this beast will now take over and rule from that one single head 
verse 14. See, these, these ten kings, these shall make war with the lamb, and the lamb shall overcome them, for he is Lord of lords and king of kings. And they that are with him are called and chosen and faithful. Now, why was this one put there? How will this kingdoms of the world make war with the Lamb of God. The Lamb is representing the Lord Jesus Christ. We know that Christ is right now in heaven. But anytime they are, these kings are waging war against the saints of God, they are waging war against Christ. You have to remember that. Anytime they are persecuting the saints, they are actually persecuting Christ. Like we know the Bible said to Apostle Paul, Paul, Saul, Saul, why persecuted thou me? And he thought he was persecuting the Christians. Yes, Christ said you are persecuting him. So all these ten kings, as when they begin to persecute, or they already persecuted, or they have persecuted the Christians in the days of the Roman Empire. This this Roman Empire, the emperors persecuted the believers in Christ. So they wage war against Christ. At the end of the world, this Antichrist beast will take over Europe also and rule the world, and also persecute the true believers. It might be through their own one-world religion. Maybe they will sanction, uh, like they sang in the Roman Empire, they sanction the Catholicism to be the national religion, and those other denominations that do not agree with the Catholicism or uh, try to point to Catholicism as false were persecuted and arrested and beheaded. And that was how the Roman Catholicism covered the whole of Europe with the power of, of the government. And the papacy began almost reign over Europe for centuries. But that changed when God was about to change things, and that changed from the time of the Reformation. But now the Bible angel is saying the same thing here: that these ten kings, which are these countries of the or these European countries, they wage war against the Lamb, means they persecuted the Christians, they are they are persecuting Christ. But he said Christ will overcome them. He said they that are with Christ are chosen; they are called, they are chosen, and they are faithful. And we overcome even if we buy, even if we are killed and we die for Christ we overcome them still if we do not deny Christ. That's what it's saying here. If you don't deny Christ, you are overcoming the devil. As long as you stand firm, you are overcoming the devil. As long as you stand firm in Christ and do not deny Christ, you are an overcomer. Verse 15. And he said unto me, The waters which thou sawest, where the walls seated, are peoples, and multitudes, and nations, and tongues, which means this beast will rule the world, all languages, all countries. And we can see that the Western Europe seems to be ruling in the days of the colonies. They were ruling all the colonies. And that was all in the 1600, in the 1400 AD, 15, 16, 1700 AD, the European countries were colonizing the whole world. All from the, from the, from the east and to the west, up through even the American continents were colonized by the European countries. Every part of the world was colonized by the European countries. That is what the angel was prophesying. 2,000 years ago that these kings, they were sitting on all waters and all languages and all people until everybody began to take their independence from them. And even then, even though they have taken independence, these western countries are still in a way, by economy, by, by economic situations and by business, they are still controlling the world in, 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 by industry. Verse 15 says that, and he said unto me, The waters without source, where they all seated, are peoples and multitudes and nations and tongues. And the ten horns which thou sawest upon the beast, these shall hate the whole. Now you have to remember, the beast is one thing, the all is just a city, like you say in the last verse. 
and these kings he said these ten hundred kings we ate that all which is they will eat the city and shall make her desolate and naked and shall eat her flesh and burn her with fire that is prophesying of a war where they will destroy that city that we are going to talk about in a moment for God has put in their hearts to fulfill his will and to agree and give their kingdom unto the beast unto the war until the walls of God shall be fulfilled now who, what is this city that we are talking about in the verse 16 says and the woman without rest is that great city which reigned over the kings of the earth what great city was reigning in the days of John the Baptist uh, John the Revelator it was Rome the Roman Empire and why would God be talking so much about Rome like this because the Roman Empire was dominating the world then the Roman Empire was not only dominating the world was persecuting the Christians in those generations and the Roman Empire uh, arrested Apostle John and sent John on exile outside the outside the empire so you now see when God was talking he has the reason to be seen to be talking much about the Roman Empire that persecuted Christians all over that century in all those dark ages until until another empire emperor rose up and said he would become a Christian and he became a Christian and very soon in a way they turned Catholicism into the national religion and it was it looked like a Christianity but it was mixed up with idolatry so that was what was going on in that generation and when God was talking that they claimed to be worshipping something but it is fornication you can see why God called it fornication because they claimed to they said they are going to worship this Christ but they mix it with idols they are now worshipping a, a woman called the, 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 the Queen of Heaven and they say that is Mary but Mary was not Queen of Heaven so it was all idolatry mixed up that's why the God called it fornication and mother of Allah will be revealed in another place because he said they are mother not only Allah they are also mother of Allah because over the years other denominations came out of Catholicism and they also did, did the same kind of a thing they joined themselves to governments of the world and in many ways all the denominations that are lukewarm and organized they all became aligned with governments of the world worshipping the kings of the earth Anglican or uh, Methodist or Presbyterian or Lutheran in the end they all finally came back and become part of the governments of the world so that was why God called them daughters of the same Allot but God still have his own people calling them one by one they don't have to have a name of a congregation but you as an individual you can belong to Jesus Christ you can be accepted by Christ and God is calling you unto himself come out of our my people you will see that in chapter 18 when God called is individual people out not a not a not an organization of a church individual you that is listening to me whether you are catholic or you are methodist or you are pentecostal if you love the lord jesus christ read your bible and understand it yourself you will see that there are many practices in your denomination that is not in the bible then forsake that type of practice and forsake that type of congregation and turn to jesus and follow the bible yourself follow the new testament obey it because it is the word of god that is going to judge every man Christ said the word I speak to you they shall be your judge on that day so and forsake all those idolatry of bowing down to statues that they practice in the Catholicism and kissing the the hand of, of the of the of the of the reverend also those are all those things that the Bible if you look at the Bible you see the Lord Jesus condemn it in many ways condemn it for the Pharisees why will you do it in this generation God is calling you unto himself Christ is redeeming you unto himself and it's very important for you to take note of that and I'm praying right now for you that the Lord will open your understanding to be able to see 
all of these things that we are reading and explain to you. And if you listen to me, you are not even a Christian. I challenge you to accept Jesus as the Lord and Savior right now. He is the only way. He is the only Savior of the world. And as we have seen the kingdoms of this world forming themselves to the end and trying to and they're going to destroy themselves in the end. The Bible says in the days of all these many numerous kings, the God of heaven will set up his own kingdom that will destroy them all. And God is setting his own kingdom, calling Christians unto himself, moving them up closer and closer, and he's calling you also to come up higher so that you can come to the fullness of the stature of Christ. And after that, the world will come to an end. Because God is going to destroy them all. He will bring all of them to come to Armageddon to come and fight against Jerusalem to battle. And then God will come down from the sky and destroy them all. And then this world will be given to the saints of the Most High forever and ever. That is the book, that is the word that has been written in the books. In the book of Daniel, Bible said that the people of the saints of the Most High shall take over the kingdom of the earth and possess it forever and ever. And it's also a mark in the book of Revelation that we are talking about. Because God is going to let the Antichrist destroy himself and the world. And not all will destroy, God will save some. And then those as we see Christ come from the sky, we start a new world. And there will be a thousand years. We are going to get into that in chapter 20. And let's go and just pray for you right now. Father, I pray for all the people that are listening. Open their understanding that they might believe. And that they might quicken their pace. And look unto Jesus who is the hope and the author and the future of our faith. In the name of Jesus Christ. Write to us and we shall send you some exhortation that will help you more. Evangelist Julius Adeomi. Gospel Distribution Ministry. Post Office Box 71027. Phoenix, Arizona 85050 USA. On the internet www .gospel distribution org. You can send us email. Send email to webmaster at gospeldistribution.org. God bless you.